This is episode 35 of Game Time with Manny. I am once again here with Matt. And for the first half, we are just going to talk about video games and interesting things that happened over the past two weeks. And then in the second half, we will transition to talking about the Yakuza franchise, which we have both played quite a bit of. Yes. And so... Oh, I guess I want to start off with there was supposed to be a Nintendo Direct today, yeah. But then the that earthquake, earthquake happened, yeah. and that sucks. Uh, there, uh, one, one thing did leak. Oh, really? The Yoshi, the name of oh, the Yoshi what is it game. actually called? Oh God, it's... Yoshi's Crafting World. Oh my God, if that's real, there was a 4chan list that leaked, and one of the games was yes. called WarioWare Fart Mania, and all of the other games, including that one, sounded so fake that it was hilarious. No, I, yes, uh, Yoshi's Crafted World. Okay, so then hopefully some of those titles that were in there were fake. Because, mm-hmm. well, WarioWare Fart Mania is really great, right. uh, but there was Metroid Equestrian Racing, which definitely 100% fake. No horses in the Metroid universe. <laughs> but what the fuck was the other one? Oh, Kirby Warriors, like a Dynasty Warriors Kirby game. I would play that. <laughs> Not accurate. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's awful that that list is hilarious. If you yeah. can look, if you can look that list up, it was like a four chan leak. It also had like Overwatch on it, which is like believable. Mm-hmm. It is just had no weird dumb subtitle. But all of the Nintendo games was like, what the fuck? Right? Who made this list? This who believed this and wrote this up on this news website mm-hmm. I was on? Metroid Equestrian Racing. That's nuts. Yes. Um, but yeah, that sucks that there was that earthquake. Yeah, and it's I, really unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, and I saw a lot of people like bitching about it on their like tweet, and it was just like, what the fuck? I saw a couple people, which one of the guys was like a very self-aware troll. Yeah. And he was like, oh yeah, I'm just trolling you guys, and it worked really well. Yeah, some but, like, of them though were like very dead serious, and yes. they're like arguing with people about like, well, it's a pre-recorded thing, why can't, it's just fuck off, man. People got very injured, and so there were deaths and stuff like it's yeah i think it's more because like japan like they can't like the people there can't watch it or they're kind of busy yeah there's many other things going on so that uh, that in theory they didn't put a time or a date for when that will be in the future but that should have some pretty interesting announcements when it does happen because it's like 35 minutes or something yeah and i mean when you think about 2019 for nintendo yeah i mean fire emblem i guess is the one thing i can think of that they have announced properly right and yoshi we know it's coming out which that got leaked oh that was another one luigi's mansion pop like a funko pop luigi's mansion game also definitely not real Mm, yeah that would (laughs) which also there was that rumor that nintendo was making a new mobile game there they are the people that made grand blue fantasy are nintendo is publishing that it's called like dracony okay so that was announced that comes out very soon actually i think in japan for a beta test uh which i don't i really like grand blue fantasy but it's not like that it's like um like an action game and like i don't know how i feel about controlling an action game on my phone yeah I pretty mean, negatively the kids are okay with it like i see these kids playing like fortnite and stuff that shit sucks man. i don't get it it's not i me. don't like controlling action games and then i feel like if there is a virtual buttons and joystick i hate it even more because yeah. it almost always feels like absolute garbage yeah so, but maybe because they're making it from the ground up and it's a Nintendo thing that it will be better than I expect it to be. I feel like the Nintendo mobile market hasn't quite been there. Hey, man. 
Grand Blue Fantasy is dope. It is. Not a Nintendo thing, but no. I like it a lot. I, I mean, just I, turn-based RPG. I'm a fan. We know a lot of people who play that game. Yes. And I, yeah, yes. I am one of them. I haven't been as much recently, but I'm whatever. Yeah, you've been busy with yeah, life. There. Um, and so, uh, the CD Projekt Red actually put out that, that uh, gameplay demo for Cyberpunk 2077. Did you watch it? I watched the first half of it on a lunch break. I I was about the same. I, that was too much for me. Like I didn't really. Need to, oh, to, damn! I apparently the second half gets like fucking awesome, crazy. It, it see for me, it's kind of one of those cases where like I'm already sold on this game. Oh, like, I want it really bad, but I also want to watch the part right. where the chick has a sword arm. And, like, cuts a dude down. I'm way in on that. So I got to see that part. But Mm -hmm. just, like, if they can deliver on what that is, it will be... I will love that game. Right. Because it's basically just, like, it has the world building and structure of, like, what The Witcher 3 had. But instead of it being over a wide open, like, medieval open world area, it's, like, condensed down into, like... A city, right? But it is like layered. Instead of being like uh, like wide landscapes, it's more like vertical, right? Terrain and like buildings and like all those buildings look like they're jam packed with shit and like everything is interactable and it just looks like absolutely wild. Yes, it. it where I'm excited for Rage, this seems like it probably is going to be like a better Rage too. I I cannot wait for I, this game, man. Yeah. It, I saw some people that are complaining about the numbers popping up. I really... I don't... People always do that. And all the games that end up having, like, damage numbers, they have an option to turn those off. So when people get up in arms about that, it's whatever. I'm just trying to think, like, Borderlands. Like, it it hasn't been in a ton of first-person shooters. No, but it, like, is a thing that happens. Right, which I kind of like it. It's But also, like, all of these games now have way more RPG elements. Like, this game very much is not going to be, like call of duty like right. where you shoot the dude in the head no matter what they're dead like they take damage and right. they have a certain amount of health so like even if you're dumping rounds into them if it's a boss they'll probably be like some kind of bullet sponge or something but that's just how it's designed like you just have to live with that like the right. what, fucking what the, the were you okay with the witcher but not this like yeah. it's damage numbers like it's all they're more role-playing game right. than action game or first person shooter in this case which, like, fucking Cyberpunk is literally a tabletop board game that this is mm-hmm. based off of. So, like, what do you expect from that? Right. So like, of course it's going to be that. Um, yeah, for me, I, I like the numbers because, like, one of the issues I have with Gears of War, which I really like Gears of War, is there are times when I'm fighting specifically bosses where I'm like, am I doing this right? Is, this, is anything happening? Exactly. Yeah, like, am I actually I, doing yeah. damage to this thing? <laughs> Where when you see the numbers, you're like, okay, I'm doing this Yeah, right. I know that this is happening. <laughs> yes. <There> is, something <laughs> is going on. Yeah. And if it's zero or ones are popping, if you're yes. like, oh, I'm fucking up here. We yeah. have to try something else. Yeah. Exactly. I, I get that. <laughs> um, but I am so shocked that they showed it because there has been a lot of downgrade controversy about... Right video games in general over the past like four or five years and the witcher 3 was one of the ones that was like originally like a big deal for people because when they showed the e3 demo like it looked really sick like it looked very good and obviously most of those demos 
people that are in the general public like us aren't usually used to seeing works in progress. So they expect like, Oh, I see this. Mm -hmm. This is what this game will be like. But that is also them showing it on like the world's greatest PC known to man. And then they have to then put it on a fucking console that is way weaker than that. Like they have to downscale something. And like, that was a huge issue with the original watchdogs. That one was like very drastic though. Like in a way that was like, Mm -hmm. Whoa, but, I mean, it happens. They have to scale back. And so, like, that is why people... I saw people complaining, like, that they say every 30 seconds in the video and there's text saying, like, hey, dude, this is a work in progress. Right. Like, it might not be this. And then the perfect illustration of this fucking happened when the puddle in Spider-Man. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, people are like, why do they have to say stuff like that all the time that it's a work in progress? Like, because of shit like that. Right. Because there's a fucking puddle in Spider-Man that then got smaller slash kind of removed and people are like, where's my puddle? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? That, this is the exact reason why. And like, sure, some of that might have been a joke and there definitely do seem like there are slight graphical downgrades with Spider-Man, but, like, I also have not played the game so you can't tell. But there are a billion different factors, right? Right. Were they playing that on a pro? Was your screenshot that was taken, was that taken on a pro? It's got, like, fucking a day-night cycle. What time of day was each thing taken at? What fucking angle? How was the sun? Like, there are so many different factors between those two screenshots, and also just it's a different build in general that, like, it just pisses me off to no end. Right. when When I look at that picture, and I've seen multiple, and, like, I don't know if it's better. It just looks a little different. It looks different, yes. And then there are other screenshots which I've seen which mm-hmm. definitely look graphically worse. Okay. Like, his, like textures on his suit like were not fully loaded in or something and like I don't know mm-hmm. if there's going to be some day one patch for that game there that's is. out right now that is changing a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that game was leaked to the public like what two, three weeks early in mm-hmm. some cases. So people are out here taking these fucking screenshots like look at this puddle without your day one patch. Right. With a game that you should not even, in theory, have been able to get at that point. So it's just like, fucking wait a week, and then, what? Well, this, Spider-Man's been weird with just, I want to say controversy in quotations. Yeah. Because there was that DLC uh, controversy. Okay, well, that I I find to be weird. You might be talking about a different thing than me, but, like, I don't know why you would reveal what that DLC even is before the game is out, you know what I mean? I, but what I'm saying is there are people that are like, well, why, why do I have to pay for it? I because should, it's a <laughs> fucking season pass. It's the same you should have waited until October and released it with the full game. And it's like, well, what they're doing is it's three different DLCs. So technically, if they were to do that... You would wait till December. Well, then, also, that's what I don't get. People always use that fucking argument. Right. Like, I get it. If that DLC is on the disc day one, and they're mm. like, well, you can download this day right. one, that sucks. When it is something that they know what it is, and they are developing it in the future, right. I feel like by now, developers should know not to announce it like they did, because then people get butthurt yes. in that way. But also... Fucking, you could say that about any game that has DLC. Well, mm-hmm. why didn't they just fucking release it when this last DLC pack comes right. out? Like, I saw people saying that about Xenoblade <laughs> Chronicles 2. The fucking expansion comes out in October. Mm-hmm. That game, that would have been almost a whole yeah, year yeah. afterwards. Like, you want it held back that much? Like, yeah. this isn't, clearly they were fucking not done with this. Right. 
anytime re- like it, yeah it makes me so angry right yeah yeah and the thing is it it's three small dlc packages all kind of built into one and it I, sounds cool it does the, it, the yes. heist with black cat i'll take that yeah that sounds dope and who know? and whatever the other two are i haven't played the game i probably won't order the season pass until i know yeah but like if i like the game i'll buy the season pass i don't really have to know what it is yeah if it's a good game it's a good game <laughs> i mean like horizon zero dawn had that expansion thing I, I didn't it was a good game i didn't know what the expansion was i just know frozen wilds that's all you really knew yeah i i, I people get weird about People get weird about a lot of stuff, and like I, both of those things, the DLC and like the downgrade thing, it is both like a fundamental misunderstanding on the part of I, I hate this, but consumers, quote unquote, and also people just will willfully not understanding. Like they're like, oh well, I get that, but like who cares? And it's like, well, you gotta right, you gotta give a developer some leeway, and then like people will get upset that like. They want more content, but there's not enough. And it's like, well, you gotta fucking... The developers still gotta get paid. And also, you don't know how much content is in this game yeah, yet. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> it just, like... It, yeah. Yeah, both a combination of, like, people just choosing not to understand and also not understanding. Like, it creates this perfect storm. It's where I just, like, feel constantly mildly annoyed mm-hmm. by random people on the internet, which I guess is a thing that will right. happen to anyone. Which, it's going to happen to games like this because it's, it's, it's got that... high-profile It's release. got that mainstream yeah. appeal where, like, if this was Dragon Quest, oh, which you'll yeah. be talking about a little later, like, yeah, nothing. everybody... People buying Dragon Quest know what they're getting into. Yes. And they'll just be excited to have more Dragon Quest or whatever. Yeah. So it, it's just, when you get that mainstream appeal, it's just going to be the perfect shitstorm. Of awful <laughs> awfulness. Which, what sucks is, like, before, like, when it was CD Projekt Red, like, The Witcher 2. Right. It, no one would have cared. Right. But then by the time, like, after it had gotten its console release and it became a little bit more mainstream and then 3 was, like, marketed in a huge way, that created that, like, they mm. hit it big and then people are just primed to shit on them then, and now with their next huge release that is a first-person shooter and more likely to be way mainstream, Mm -hmm. like, that is even more prime target for them to be like... Yeah. This is... I think the expectations for this game, going back to the CD Projekt Drag, the the cyberpunk, the expectations are going to be at an all-time high for Oh, uh, wildly high. Yeah, I feel they like... have, like, yet to have a miss. I mean, they made... Well, that's not true. They that's they n- were publishing games before The Witcher 1. But... They made The Witcher 1, which was really not popular. Witcher 2 was a little bit more popular. But they really, like... They got m- mainstream from Witcher 3. They did. So this is really their follow-up to The Witcher 3, which... I mean, people put The Witcher 3 at, like the highest which, echelon which i do and yeah that's why like i i don't hold it to that same standard because it's a completely different thing right but it's the same studio so exactly. like people will hold them to a certain standard exactly which, like whatever i get that so this is kind of this is a big game for them just because that because 
you look at certain studios like Naughty Dog where they have produced enough in a row to make you go like this next game you know is going to be good. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just curious if this is going to meet expectations. It probably will, but I'm just curious. Oh, I think it will for sure, but okay. I because I I think. Some people might have unrealistic expectations of this game. Oh, definitely. But I feel like what they have shown so far, like unrealistic expectations are like what I think that trailer is. Like that trailer looks like way more than I would have ever imagined Mm -hmm. it to be. So yeah, yeah, if it is just like that level of quality and like not any higher, I'll fucking take that game any day of the week. I just, for me, it'll be all come down to how the shooting feels. Yeah. It, it looks like it'll feel good, but you really don't know until you, you get your hands on it. Yeah. It's just like Spider-Man with the web swinging. You don't know until you get your hands on oh, it. It looks so sick. It looks good. It looks so sick. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, and was that the only other news no, thing we had? No, it's the big one for you. Oh, shit! I actually, I watched this at work, at rant, like, I was on, taking a break, and I was looking at my computer, and I was like, oh, shit. They put out Spelunky 2 gameplay, man. Yeah. I, it's gonna be game of the year, 2019, (laughs) who's ready? I, oh, it just, it looks like Spelunky. Yeah. But then they took the right steps to make it more extreme, so there's, like, liquid physics, so, like, now when you break panels, there will be, like, lava or water, which will, like, flood the rest mm-hmm. of the stage, and you gotta be careful of that. You can ride things, like, mounts, sort of. And it all sounds, like, so stupid, because it's like, oh, well, who cares? Those things are meaningless. They mean everything. <laughs> because Spelunky is so calculated in what it was. Like, I literally, I have a book, Derek, you wrote about yeah. making Spelunky, and it was, like, so meticulous. Like, right. it is so exact in what it is. Which is why Spelunky is probably personally one of my favorite games that I've ever played. Like, it is tight. Like, right. it, it is exact. And, like, the controls feel a certain way. And he made it so each stage is a certain thing. Mm-hmm. And it is a certain way. And then there are, like, those hidden secrets. Spelunky 2 is exactly what I wanted it to be. It looks like. I mean, right. I, I can't say yeah. without actually feeling it. But he also had the perfect design philosophy in one of the interviews I read about it. He, Derek Yu, the creator of the Spelunky game. Spelunky 2. Yeah, Spelunky 2. He okay. said that he wanted it to feel comfortable to people who had played Spelunky 2, but also have enough new stuff to make them feel uncomfortable at the okay. same time. And, like, that's the kind of shit I like. Right. Because, like, Spelunky did so well in a way that I find to be kind of inexplicable because it's not, like, necessarily an accessible thing. Right. It was, I feel like, one of the first things in the, like people want hardcore games thing like where dark souls people are like oh right. i actually like really difficult games and like splunky is but you have to learn it right and then you can do it and so he is just going for that and like it was so successful he could have easily just been like oh it's just splunky with more levels right but it seems like it is more than that like they're shooting for something else and i think that is really cool now is it just him or is it a small team it is a small team so he is also working on that 50 game. ufo 50 yes so it seems like he is not necessarily doing the programming himself it's which like he a, didn't do the programming he, before he did some of it because he i think Cause he, it's called blitworks is the company that is doing it and they right. uh, their logo is on most of the ports of Splunky, but I don't know if it was on the original Xbox 361. Because I'm trying to, I because I saw that documentary that they had, yeah, yeah. Uh, and 
he had, there he was someone else. It, yeah, he made it in like just like some he made it in Game Maker. Game Maker, yeah, yes. the original original Spelunky. And then like he brought in like a friend that did all the coding because yes. it seems like he's not really like a coding guy. Yeah. He probably knows how to do some, but it seems like. That may not be where he's interested. So I was just wondering if, you know, if he was doing that. Or... Yeah, so I think they, like him and his studio, Mossmouth, I think are more focused on UFO 50. Okay. And I, it seems like, I, I can't say for sure because I haven't read enough interviews, but he is like the design person for Spelunky 2. And then like Blitworks is doing most of the like heavy okay. lifting and programming. And he's probably doing art and stuff and right. music as well. Uh but yeah, man, I was so hype, and mm-hmm. I did not think because they hadn't said anything about it since they announced it at Paris Games Week the last yeah, October. Yeah, it's been a while. And so I fully thought they would not show any gameplay of this and mm-hmm. just one day be like, "Here you go." But it is coming out in 2019, and it looks really dope. It does. I can't wait I'd... to play it. I, when I saw that, I just instantly added it to our Google Doc. I don't know if you saw that. Or I did, you... yeah. I, <laughs> I, I'm so excited about it. Yes. I was screaming on Twitter. There are two ghosts. No one who hasn't played Spelunky doesn't get this, but the ghost is scary enough alone. Mm-hmm. There are two ghosts in some of the levels. Shit is crazy. <laughs> two ghosts. Game changer. I can't. Oh, I can't wait. Like I will probably when that game comes out. Like. I say this about a lot of games, but my mm-hmm. life will probably actually stop. Like, I will just be playing Spelunky 2 run after run after run, streaming it, trying to figure out, like, secrets and stuff. Right. Because, like, when I came to Spelunky 1 was way, way after it had come out, and it was when it had first been ported to PS4. So that's when I started to get into it, so all the secrets and stuff had already been figured out. Right. It'll be really sweet to, like, be there when it is happening. The initially... Oh, man. Yeah, I want to say, when Spelunky... When you start first started playing it, I mean, you were doing like that daily run every day for I was months. for a very long time. I like learned it pretty well, and I am like still not good at it, but I have beaten it, quote unquote. Mm. I didn't beat it in the super hard way where you get go through hell and all that stuff because I suck too much, um, and I never got good at the methods of stealing the onk and all the other weird shit you have to do. But I did beat it, and, like, it took me a while, but, like, I feel confident enough to, like, get pretty far in those right. Spelunky runs, and, like, you feel it out after a while. It's just you have to learn, and I like that. It, like, makes you actually have to think, and it's not just the exact same every time. There's right. always some new bullshit, like a fucking dark room or dark stage and all kinds of weird stuff. But it, it, I, I love Spelunky. I go yes. back and play it every so often, and it just, it, the controls are great. It feels good. So I hope the new one is controls similarly right. in terms of how it feels. But I don't know. We'll get used to it. Yeah. yeah. And I want UFO 50 to come out. They still have not said when that's coming out. but That was announced a couple years ago. It was. And now they, I have seen what I believe to be the 50 title screens. So I don't know how close they are to nearing completion on that. But that is right. cool as well. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I guess that's pretty much all the news so far. Yeah, that I we care about. <laughs> yeah. So what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing Yakuza, but I'm starting to think maybe we should kind of hold off on talking about that until... Until the end. Okay, well, until the Yakuza. I, I, last time, you had played the games, and I had only played Dead Cells. This yes. time, I have played all the games. Well, I've play, we've been playing Chrono Trigger together. That is true. We've been playing through Chrono Trigger together. But uh-huh. yeah, I, I've really... You've 
played, I think, five games or something like that. Yeah, it's absurd. <laughs> um, so, I did not know that these past couple weeks were going to be as busy as right. they were. It kind of, like, happened all at once. So, I have been, like, I had to watch my mom's dogs, so I had to stay at her house for, like, a week. Then my friend Calvin came home, and I had to, like, do stuff with him. So, like, throughout all of that, and, like, I'm volunteering at this festival currently... Uh, throughout all of that, I have found like little bits and pieces to play uh, a lot of games. Mm -hmm. And so I don't even know which one to start with because one of them I have very negative things to say about. Well, I, okay. So just two PSN games, downloadable games, uh, Guacamelee 2, which is just a Metroidvania where you play as a luchador. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the second one. The first one I played when it first came out, I don't even remember what year that was. Sometime 2012, 2013. It's okay. Like, right. I, I thought it was fun. And it is, like, uh, Mexican-themed, and, like, it has, like, the Day of the Dead and, like, all that stuff, the, the Land of the Dead. You can switch between realms. Mm-hmm. So it makes for some hard platforming sequences. I was expecting a lot more from the second game. Okay. Because, like, I don't know if you've played many Metroidvanias, but, like, you go through and you gain more abilities to access new areas and, right. like, do things like that. The second game is literally just the first game again, but you get more ability, Like, you get a couple more abilities. So you're earning the same abilities you had throughout the whole last one. Okay. So it's, like doesn't feel as exciting to get those new upgrades because you get one and you're like, oh, well, I remember this from the first one. So that's kind of weird. And then, like, it's not very long. It's, like, 10 hours. Shit is too long. Mm. It is way too long. Like, you go through, like, what I would say is, like, a dungeon. There's a couple... They're they're temples. Whatever. They're so long. And you just go through these, like, arduous platforming things and it takes forever. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, I I don't know. Like, there's no ramp. Mm-hmm. It just, like, starts and you go and you keep going. Like, there would be hours where I'm, like, in this platforming challenge and I'm just like, what the fuck? Right. Why is this still happening? And it is okay. And in the first game, they got a lot of shit for using a lot of dank internet memes. Right. And things. That is still happening. Okay. Not so much with the memes this time, but more, like, references. I took a bunch of screenshots of them that I might upload to somewhere. But it's just, like, weird Mexican twists on, like, Hollow Knight. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Or Shovel Knight. And Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Runbo was one. Oh, which Guacamelee was in Runbo? Yeah, he is Juan. The main character was in Runbo. But it, it's just, like, it, it just doesn't take itself seriously at all. Like, almost right. to a fault. Because, like... At first, it seems kind of funny. Does it seem like it's trying too hard? It seem, it does seem like it's trying too hard, but then it also seems like it is like sort of offensive to Mexican culture. Okay. In in some respects, like I can't say that for sure because I'm not right. part of that culture. But like some of the stuff, like you know how like in Marvel they have the multiverse. Right. It's literally called the Mexiverse. <laughs> <laughs> and shit like that and okay. like that you can turn into a chicken mm-hmm. and like they're all about that and it is just so it is so weird and like i don't know how serious like luchador stuff is there but like they make fun of a lot of that stuff and it is just it's very strange <laughs> right and i feel like it walks some weird line between like 
I don't know if this is offensive or like what is what are you guys shooting mm-hmm. for because this isn't like authentic to whatever it is. It is an okay game. That is right. my assessment. It is fine. I just wished it was better. Would you say the first one is better? I would play the first one, yeah. I There was like some weird other version of it, like Guacamelee Gold, which mm-hmm. had some more content, so you can probably get that for like fucking Cheap, no. a dollar on Steam most right. of the days. So it, it was okay. Like if you're looking for a Metroidvania game, especially right now, there are so many better things to right. play. Like I would say play Hollow Knight any day of the week over guacamelee 2 which hollow knight's on the switch now, hollow knight right? is on the switch yeah guacamelee i think is only on pc and ps4 the original one was exclusive to ps4 for a very long time because it was like part of sony trying to do the like xbox live arcade summer thing they mm-hmm. had guacamelee and a couple other like big quote-unquote releases there and it just yeah the second one did not do it for me right on the other hand the other downloadable game I played, Donut County, okay, is really good, and I feel like you should play it. It's like two hours long. Like you can just come over one day and you can play it on my PS4. No, it's just like putting things in the holes, right? So it is like, I don't know, you've probably never played Katamari Damacy, but mm-hmm. maybe some of our listeners will know. And I love Katamari Damacy, where you play as the prince and you roll up everything in a ball and as you roll up more stuff you can pick up bigger and bigger stuff mm-hmm. it's that but instead of a ball it's a hole okay so you start as a tiny hole and you move around and things will fall into the hole and when they do the hole gets a little bit bigger okay so it's not quite like katamari Damacy because you don't end up like sucking up everything with the hole it ends up being slightly more like a puzzle you gotta like try to figure out what things you can take and then throughout the course of the very short time the game is, you get a couple of upgrades. So, like, sometimes you can shoot stuff out of the hole, which you might have to have it hit something to knock something over to okay. do whatever. Sometimes you can put water in the hole and things will have to drink it. Or you can, like, get a fire going in there and catch things on fire with it. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. And, like, it is very weird. Like, it is a really specific sense of humor that is just strange and i personally find it to be funny but it is definitely like katamari damasi is like a super influence of it like you can tell that they basically one guy that made it ben esposito you can tell that like he played those games and like really liked those games and it is just so weird the concept is this raccoon bk uses this app on his phone and they, he works at a donut shop, and okay. he is quote, he's delivering donuts to these people who order donuts, which is just the hole. Right. And then when they order the donut, he just sucks them up. Okay. I don't want to give away the plot because yeah. it's really dumb, and it goes some places, and I think it's pretty good, and has like a pretty funny, like actually not heavy-handed message mm-hmm. to it in the end. But it is just weird, and you suck shit up in a hole. The art style's cool. The story is well-written and mm-hmm. clever. Like, it's like how teens would text. There's, like, some texting in it. Right. You can throw in some hot emojis if you want to. There's a trophy for spamming the emoji a hundred times in a row or mm-hmm. something. Um, I got the platinum. It's very easy to get the platinum. Oh. Like, three hours tops it took me, I think, <laughs> for the whole thing. Um but yeah, I like it. The, right. the Trashopedia might be my favorite part. So when you suck up things at the end of the level, 
it'll say have a garbage day mm-hmm. and then it will take you to the trashopedia and it's like oh you sucked up this tree and it'll have an entry that was very clearly written by a raccoon oh okay and they're just so dumb mm-hmm. they're so dumb because they don't know what anything is it's right it's very good it is just a charming game it is weird that He's been developing this for like fucking, I feel what feels like forever, probably like five years. Mm -hmm. And it is a two and a half hour game. So like, it is very high quality, I think, personally, from beginning to end. I had it break on me a couple times, and I don't know if that's because I was using the boost mode in PS4 Pro, and it might not be configured for that. Oh. But there were a couple times where I definitely beat a level, and it just wasn't advancing, and things were fucked up. So I turned off my PS4 and turned it back on and came back. But it like... It is a very short game, so like if you're gonna pay ten, fifteen dollars for it, whatever it is now, just I would set your expectations for that. Right. It is also on the iOS app store and it's only five dollars there. Right. Um, which is probably a more apt price for it. But I personally enjoyed it. And on iOS you get a six sticker pack, mm-hmm. which if it's got some sweet raccoons in it, I'd do that. Um but yeah, it's enjoyable in any way that anyone could play it, I'd say do right. it. I mean, it's not like it's going to fucking take up a lot of your time. Yeah. It's like two-ish hours long. Which, I mean, like, I depending on the game, it I think it's like $13, isn't it? Yeah, I think it might be 15 I okay. got it on some discount because it was pre-order right. sale. But I mean, when you... $15, I mean, you, I'm just trying to think of other games. What Remains of Edith Finch was a couple-hour game, probably yeah. about the same price, Um that shooting game, oh, what super it, hot, super hot. Yeah, was, that's yeah. Uh, you you know, if it's a high quality like that, I you know the, the money's not that big of an issue yeah. for you the time. It just it just needs to be worth it. Yeah, don't I mean Donut County was good front right. to back. I, I enjoyed it very much. That it was like the opposite of my Guacamelee experience. I <laughs> wish that Donut County was longer and I right. wish Guacamelee was shorter. And then I oh god, I played Little Dragons Cafe, Matt. It sucks. That so this is another game that just I paid the full price for this product. It came late from Amazon. How much was it? Sixty dollars. Okay, that's it's not good. Um, it's made by the creator of Harvest Moon. I, as a big Harvest Moon fan, was like, wow, I would play a game where I have to run a cafe, raise a dragon, and do farming. Right. You don't do farming. You pick up the ingredients from bushes and things like that. And that's all the fucking game is, man. Mm-hmm. It is so slow, it is actually painful to me. And if, if, if for a little bit, probably the first like six or so hours I was playing it, right. which I think I only played like seven or eight, uh, while Calvin was watching me, it was really chill, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, oh, this is like really laid back, until you realize that you're going to have to do the same thing for another infinite amount of hours it must be because there were like these gauges and i was like fucking nowhere near there were like 30 more people i had to meet Mm -hmm. and you can only meet them after you max out the other person i was like holy shit so like the only way you raise the dragon is you just feed it every so often and then as days pass it will get bigger Uh, oh and you don't make money off the people coming to your cafe so, so like what's you, the point of feeding the dragon that's what i'm saying okay <laughs> uh you can change its color which i did i fed it so much fish it turned blue in th- so once you get a little bit further the dragon can like break down things in the world for you so it uses stamina for that and you would feed the dragon so that it could get its stamina back 
But eventually you have so much resources for the menu that you have at your cafe that it you literally don't even have to go outside. Right. So what sucks is you have to keep feeding the patrons to advance the plot. So I thought, well, what if, because you have these workers, what if I just get up in the morning and then go right back to sleep? Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. And I won't have to wait the fucking 10 minutes it takes to be nighttime. That doesn't work. Oh. Because they just close the cafe when you go to bed. So then you get no customers. So my hot strat now, if I ever play it, will be to wake up in the morning, literally let the game sit there for 10 minutes, and then go to bed until Mm. something happens. I would not recommend. (laughs) Like, the concept is great. Right. Execution is not great. And if it didn't control, like, absolute dog shit, I would maybe give it a little bit more of a pass. But it, like, feels so bad right it feels so bad like you walk a little bit with the stick and it's like there's fucking momentum on this character and you're like what purpose does this have mm-hmm. i'm walking inside this house it just feels bad all around so what what you're saying is if you want to play something like harvest moon fucking play stardew, stardew valley, valley. yeah that's... or even like if you're looking for something that is good don't right. play this yes <laughs> if you're looking for something that is like literally tedium incarnate with like no real motivation to play because the story sucks get this this is the plot you are you pick a boy or a girl you're twins in theory and so you start you wake up, you hang out with your mom. I don't know where your dad's at. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, she just doesn't get out of bed. And you're like, oh, you go up to see her. She's just asleep. <laughs> and she won't wake up. This fucking old man magic poofs into the room and says to these two kids, hey, yo, your mom's half dragon. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here's this egg. You guys have to raise this dragon now. And if you run the cafe well and you raise the dragon well, your mom will totally wake up. And you're like, what the fuck is this plot? Why are these kids <laughs> listening to this old man? Why do I have to raise this dragon? Mm-hmm. We don't even make money on the cafe. Who cares mm-hmm. if it's open? What difference does it make? So, yeah, you can go up and, like, all the old man does is, like, stand at the foot of your mom's bed, and sometimes if you find magic recipe fragments, he'll put them together for you because the kids are too stupid to put together four pieces of paper for a recipe. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so I don't... I already... I had tried... I was trying so hard right. to beat every game that I bought this year. I did not with Octopath Traveler, which, in theory, I would go back and beat Octopath Traveler if given the proper time i could do it and i right. would do it i will not for this well i mean like you I will not do it you've been more selective you probably didn't wait to hear reviews of this game i did not and then the reviews i found were okay oh except for the ign review which was like seven out of ten it literally sounded like i wrote it and they give it a seven out of ten is that was just something like that mm. but it was literally like i had written it like you should read the little dragon's cafe review on ign i highly recommend it because <laughs> it is sarcastic as shit and he talks about how fucking boring it is mm. and he said the same thing i did which like but there's like something to it and like in the beginning you like feel like oh well this could go somewhere and i actually right. like this and then you find out that it doesn't go anywhere See, I had similar with Nino Cooney this year. Oh, fuck Nino Cooney, man. Did I you finish that? Yeah. Okay. I'm... I don't like it. I, I had a similar thing where I was just like, 
I just don't care anymore. There was a point in this year where I thought for a second that I I had to get more games on my beat games beaten list just so Nino Cooney couldn't even make it by <laughs> default. I refuse. I refuse. So wait till the end of the year. Spoilers. Nino Cooney two will not be on my top ten games of the year list. I cannot let it be. I would. Oh man, I could talk about Nino Cooney two all day because I really like the first one, but. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing to be invested in in that game. Exactly. There's that literally is, yeah. nothing. The plot is, like, barely razor thin. Yeah. And it, then you get to the ending, and they, like, expect you to care about all these characters, and you're like, when did I care about mm-hmm. these characters? I didn't. Yeah, I had a... The point that made me stop was, which you had kind of warned me, and I didn't pay attention, yeah. building up the city. Oh, dude, it's like a fucking mobile game! And so, stupidly, like, you have to build up, like, the main building mm-hmm. and i was like how do i do this so i started building up like buildings around it thinking like then it levels up the whole city i didn't realize that there was a main building you had to level up yeah. so i had to i so i spent all my money and then i was like well now i have to level up the main building so then i just spent like hours grinding to get the money back i level up the main building so i can advance in the story and then it's like oh you need to have like 30 friends or 30 people in the the village which at the time i had like seven and then I just stopped. So, Dragon Quest Eleven, which is the other game that I have been playing, is right. literally the exact polar opposite of Nino Kuni for me. What really got me about Nino Kuni, and it's not even that I think it's a bad game, I right. just think it's not great. It's and the amount of praise that Nino Kuni, Nino Kuni, <laughs> Nino Kuni Two was getting around its release was like legitimately like baffling to me, and it was people saying like. Oh, the combat is so good and it's fun, which, like, I don't agree with that either. I think it's, like, mediocre, if that. I would say the entire game is jack of all trades, master of Master of, of literally nothing. Yeah, it, it's, it's... Which is a problem that level 5 has a lot. And people were just saying, like, oh, and, like, the story is, like, digestible and it's not, like, all this anime bullshit, which also I feel like was not true. No. Because parts of it later are just, like, abject horse shit that they don't even earn or get. And, like, the battle system is not that complex or whatever, but Dragon Quest Eleven to me, like, I, I really like Nino Kuni 1. And, right. it, like, when I first played it, it reminded me of, like, those old-school RPGs on the Super Nintendo where, like, right. I would get really invested in the world and the characters and there was, like, a lot of content or, like, at the time when I was a kid, it felt like there was a lot of content in those games. Mm-hmm. That is what Dragon Quest Eleven actually is right whereas like nino kuni 2 is like the poser <laughs> over here with that like I, dragon quest 11 it ha- has the akira toriyama art style that dragon quest all of them have had and chrono trigger has it's the guy that drew dragon ball and like what i think is weird is level 5 made nino kuni 2 they also made dragon quest 8 okay like they worked with square to make that I yeah, Dragon Quest Eight is like such a good game, and mm-hmm. it has so much. I don't know what happened to level five after that. I have some questions. I watched some of Dragon Quest. Yeah, is Dragon Quest more like Final Fantasy with its sequels, or does it all is it all continuous? So it is like Final Fantasy with its sequels. I have not played a lot of the Dragon Quest games right. because it never got super popular here in the U.S. It is like way way above Final Fantasy in Japan. Okay, but it is the reverse here. Um, and then when SquareSoft and Enix merged. They got both of those huge franchises, so it's like really weird. 
so Square had Final Fantasy. Yeah, and Enix did Dragon, Dragon Quest back in the day. Okay, and they were both probably, what, Super Nintendo or before? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, Nintendo for both of them was where they started. I think Dragon Quest 1 and 2 were on Nintendo. but The NES. E- either way, I have heard that there are, like, 1, 2, and 3 of Dragon Quest act as a trilogy. Okay. And same thing with 4, 5, and 6, but you don't have to play them like that like they don't actually matter it's just like the same world or something whereas whereas yeah like if you fucking play dragon quest 11 you have need absolutely no prior knowledge that's, whatsoever that's what i was kinda, yeah, yeah what i was more or less wondering no yeah you do not okay so that's cool and it is just like it is the kind of thing i miss which is what i was hoping octopath traveler was where it is literally just a f- turn-based rpg and it has like a lot of good character interaction right which octopath traveler also did not have which i wanted which the thing about octopath is like they wouldn't interact with each other like Even ever if they right? were all there you, you yeah. would get like weird cutscenes sometimes where they would comment on what just happened but it's only mm-hmm. two people interacting there were a whole group right and again i never looked up what happens in the literal last bits of octopath traveler so for all i know that could happen in the last fucking hour and a half right but it did not for me and it just, that game didn't really do it for me. And, like, exploring the world, I didn't find to be that exciting or, like, feel good. The battle system was fine. Right. And, like, Dragon Quest, the battle system is good. I like the character interaction so far. And it just feels like it is, like, chock full of literally everything I want. And I, it just feels good. Like, it feels like right. a Dragon Quest game. It is exactly what I hoped it would be. And I actually think that the plot is, like, pretty good so far. Like, it mm-hmm. actually is holding my interest. And normally Dragon Quest plots, like, you can see every twist coming from, like, a thousand miles away. People have been saying that, like, there are some, a couple, like, last act twists. Mm-hmm. And even some in the middle of Dragon Quest Eleven that are, like, mind-blowing. Right. Most of the reviews refuse to show footage after the first 20 hours. They're just like, we can't, because mm-hmm. spoilers. I was like, what does that even mean? It could... You... Is it like a fucking Final Fantasy VI scenario where the world gets destroyed halfway through? Like, I, I'm i so curious what happens. Or it could be like a God of War with the, the new weapon. Yeah, like something like that. I, I'm just very curious. And right. it is a billion hours yes. long, so I'll never beat it. Well, I will, but right. it's going to take me a long time. I've only been able to play like three, four hours because I've been busy this since Tuesday, but right. we'll see how it goes yes that's a game i definitely do plan on picking up which i'll probably pick it up in october november when less games are happening yeah i like i like it very much it is making me feel good inside yes which you haven't played like a good jrpg not in a long time and since persona Persona, and i want to play one very bad so it is doing it for me it's scratching that itch so far and like so the issue that i have with octopath traveler is normally games will hold my attention and i will stay awake even if i am tired Mm -hmm. there were a couple times where i was literally falling asleep while playing octopath traveler I have been so tired this past week, and Dragon Quest, like, holds my attention, like, fucking, like, I am mm-hmm. glued to the screen, like, wide awake the whole right. time. So, that's cool. Were you pretty much hooked right at the beginning, or did yes. it take, like, a, like maybe a half hour, hour? I was, but I think for most people, it will take a couple hours for mm-hmm. them to really get invested, because okay. for a while, it is, like, very boilerplate, like, you are kid in town, you are special go out into the world and experience your fun Mm. quest and then like it takes like a 
weird twist kind of early on but it i find it to be interesting okay i think it really starts getting heating up when you get your first party member okay and then yeah combat gets a little bit more interesting and stuff like that so it's but it has the hooks in you yes i can't wait to play more i'm very excited yeah and uh you haven't played anything else should you pull up the did i play anything else i don't remember so many things uh well, I guess the other thing is we've both been playing Chrono Trigger. Yeah, which I have played a billion times. Yes, and I'm playing for the first time. Yeah, so. another Akira Toriyama art style video game product. Right. I don't, I don't know that he actually works on Dragon Quest anymore. I think they just use his art style and put his name on. <laughs> well, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I like Chrono Trigger a lot. Right. Um, how do you feel about it as someone coming to it in 2018? I feel like there's no way it can possibly have the same effect that it did on me back then, but I recognize it as a solid, you know, yeah, JRPG. I haven't played a ton of them. Yeah. Um, it's probably one of the better JRPGs I've played. Yeah. But I mean, that's not saying a lot cause I've probably you played that many. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've probably realistically have minus Pokemon, Probably less than five. Okay. And Nino Cooney is one of those five. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Gross. I have played Persona, but I just didn't. If this at least feels like it's moving along at a very quick pace, at a yeah, quick pace, which it is. Which that's kind of what I like. I don't like these long, drawn out, oh, hundred hour games. You should not play Dragon Quest. <laughs> <laughs> I just get bored. But like, I find that. 20 to 30 hours is like a really good length which for is me. chrono trigger is like 20 yes. ish if you just go through straight through which it, it then that's what we've been more or less doing yeah, yeah. It, it feels like it moves along mm-hmm. and i'm enjoying it thus far yeah so it gets better so i'm excited yeah we are at the oh we just met ayla nice prehistoric e- times yes we, we forgot the part after you come back and go back to 600 that is one of my favorite parts in all of video games okay i have that poster (laughs) over there of that part but (laughs) um i assume it doesn't look like that uh no it does look like that oh it does yeah pretty close actually well not with the huge glare and the right but it does it looks the castle looks pretty close to that okay cool almost exactly oh um and even the party it's probably pretty close to exact. Uh, no, Robo's not in that. Dang. Mm. That's not the party I would have chosen for the picture, but that's okay. But yeah, I so yeah, we'll keep playing that over yes. the next couple of weeks and yeah, yeah, see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, we've. I, are we about halfway? Would you guess? Mm, yeah, probably. Okay. So. The back half goes like pretty quick because it stops being so story heavy. For parts of it, and it's just like go from area to area. Really? Because it hasn't really things. been that story heavy to begin with. It depends how you look at it, but oh, I understand. Like I'm trying to think of it more like the cinematic. Oh yeah, which way there video aren't games those are now. anymore. Yeah. So like, but to me, it doesn't really feel like that story heavy. No, but it it gets a little bit more, and then it tapers off near right. the end because it's basically just like, hey, do these last two dungeons, and then. Mm-hmm. The final boss is kind of just like, hey, you gotta kill the final boss. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't talk or anything, so there's no okay. sick monologues. It's just a parasite destroying the Earth. Mm. Okay, That could be happening right now, for all we know, in real life. Yeah. Who knows? 
All right, so we will transition to the second half now, which is uh, just talking about Yakuza in general, which is the other game that you have been playing, yes. which is Yakuza Kiwami 2. I also purchased this product. I did not start it yet. So now, Yakuza 2 is literally the only one that I have not played. I was going to ask. I knew there was one, and it is And two. it is, people before Zero came out said that 2 was the best one overall with the story. Okay. So I don't know if that holds true because I have yet to play it, but how do you feel about it so far? I am about 12 hours in, and I've got about, um, I'm at chapter 8, so I'm probably about halfway through the story. Probably. Usually they're like 16 to 20-ish chapters, depending on the game. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's probably around 16, so I'm probably about halfway. I'm enjoying it so far. There are things that are just so Yakuza with the franchise that like... Some of the... So like, for for people who don't know, Yakuza is... It's a Sega published franchise. It is like one of their biggest franchises in Japan and it just recently got big in the US. Which is when I got into it. Yeah. But it is like... I can't even... I don't even know how to describe it because like... People always used to say before I played Yakuza, I started with three. They always used to say it was like Japanese GTA. No. That is the most (laughs) not correct description of it that you could ever have. Like, it is not like that. Right. It is about the Japanese mafia. So, sort of. Really, the formula is, you. it's one guy. Like, the main guy is Kiryu. Yeah, Kazuma Kiryu. My man. And the combat is just very beat-em-up. It's, like, very beat-em-up, but then it is, like, also way more elaborate than most beat-em-ups are. Yes. Like, you get all these weird, like, wrestling moves. You can have weapons. You, and you, different there's styles. The, there's and the, the heat, heat gauge. Yeah, so very violent. But, like, this is probably one of my biggest complaints about the game is just the combat and specifically, like, the difficulty settings with the combat. Where I find, like, it's just... It's the same, but it's just the enemies have more HP. So, like, Which, yeah, that is how a lot of games do it, and I think that is the worst way to do difficulty. But yeah, so like all that happens is the battles just take longer. So, like, what I feel like sucks for people who come to Yakuza now mm-hmm. is like if you played Yakuza One on the PS2, right? Like the combat was pretty awful. Like it was cool at the time. And shit, the first two were dubbed in English here. That's wild. Uh, <laughs> but they... Like, it upgraded incrementally over time, right? right? From 1 to 6, and 0 was before 6. So, like, it upgraded incrementally. Right. And now people who are playing Kiwami... Right. And then... Well, I guess Kiwami had zeros. It had zeros Fuck, combat. They, combat. They botched this whole timeline in my head. But yeah, so like it is the combat is no longer evolving is what I'm saying. Like when you play Yakuza 6 and then you play Yakuza Kiwami 2, like it is the same fucking combat. Right. It is no different. Whereas if you had played them originally in time, it does feel like the combat is getting incrementally better. So it is like very strange probably for right. people who are playing it now because it's just like, oh, well, this is literally the same game just with a different story. Yeah, for me, like, Yakuza 0 to Yakuza 1, it, it just felt like a very seamless transition. Yeah, but it, it is the same, but it, so it doesn't feel like it is, like, upgrading in any meaningful way. Actually, to me, it, from going 0 to Kiwami, felt like a downgrade in a meaningful way because that shit is an up-res PS1 game. 
I'm there for the story. Same. So like that that so when I say like that's my biggest complaint, like the combat's serviceable. Don't don't take it as me like saying it's shit. <laughs> yeah, I think it's serviceable. Which it, it is. It gets the job uh, yeah. done. For me, it's the story, which it's basically a it it's based on the Japanese mafia, but it's more like a, a Japanese soap opera. It's definitely like a soap <laughs> opera. Okay, so I can't think of any of these instances in Yakuza Zero or Kiwami, they definitely happen in Six a lot, but like where there is definitely something that is going to happen, right? And no one realizes it but you as the viewer. There's the scene that I fucking, I literally always think of this whenever I think of this is in Yakuza 5, right? They're trying to stop this guy from being assassinated. And there's a cutscene where he's standing in front of this huge glass window, and I was like, he's getting sniped right now. This is ha- and of course he does. Mm-hmm. And, like, that shit happens all the time. <laughs> Everything is so predictable, and somehow none of them see it coming. There was a scene in 2, I don't want to spoil it too much because you're going to be playing yeah. it, but there's a scene where there's four people, it's basically four versus one. <laughs> yeah. The one guy gets shot. Uh-huh. The other four start freaking out because, oh no, the cops are coming. But here's the thing. Three of them are cops. <laughs> so, like, they could probably just be like, hey, we're cops. This is what happens. But no, everyone has to start panicking and freaking out that the cops are coming. Yeah. And it's like, you guys are cops. You do realize this, right? Mm-hmm. But no, let's, let's let's turn this into a whole big dramatic thing. <laughs> It is just, it is very filled with drama. Yes. Like, that's what I like about it. Exactly. I, I started playing it with Yakuza 3, and it was when Hollywood Video was going out of business. They were selling all their games, mm-hmm. and I was like, I've never played Yakuza. It seems like the kind of thing that I would like. And so I got it, and I did like it a lot. 3 is probably the hardest one to play, I would say. Okay. Because the first, like, fucking five or six hours are just you at, running an orphanage. And, like, trying to deal with these kids' problems. So, like, if you're looking for some, like, high-intensity mob action, that is not it. Okay. Wow. I guess that kind of makes sense narratively. It does. But, like, if that's your first one, that's a rough start. It was rough. And I just (laughs) kept telling myself, like, there will eventually be a point where I can beat people up because that is what I know this franchise is about. It just takes a while to get there. It is a really slow start. So what I think is going to be really hard for a lot of people now is Yakuza Kiwami 2 is on the Yakuza 6 engine, which was brand new for Yakuza 6 and will probably be used going forwards for the new Yakuza games whenever they decide to release those. They are not doing yakuza 3 4 and 5 in the kiwami style right they will literally be those ps3 games but up res to 1080p Mm -hmm. that's gonna be so hard for people it's (sighs) it's literally like regressive like i have bet if i tried to play three now it would be like fucking unplayable wow but four and five one they added the weird mechanic of you playing as more than just Kiryu. Right. Which, like, Akiyama is one of my favorite characters, period, in all of Yakuza, and even, like, Saijima and stuff like that. Regardless, you play as multiple characters, and, like, that became a staple in 4, and then in 5, they were like, what if you played as five characters? (laughs) And you're like, whoa, why are we doing this? Right. Um, 
Which one of them is Haruka? Holy shit. Five is so weird. <laughs> okay. Five, you play a dancing minigame. She's becoming an idol. Is the dancing minigame kind of like the dancing in Yakuza Zero? No. Okay. It is basically literally just a rhythm game, and you play the same song over and over throughout her whole story, and it really is not fun after the third or fourth time you play it. But that game was good, too. Right. I, I liked all of them, and I felt so weird because, like, I really like Yakuza 3, and, like, I yes. told my friends, like, hey, you should play this, and they did, and they liked it. But then they all kind of fell off at four like mm-hmm. after four and like i played five and i played six and then i played zero but then i had no one to talk with about yakuza and then zero came out and mm-hmm. for whatever reason the window that it came out in it blew up here right. in the u.s in a way that i still don't get because it's like it's not like it is that much different right than the other ones it is just like you play as Majima, and that's really cool. Right. And, like, some of the battle system was a little bit more good. But it is, like, the most... It is very Yakuza still, so, like, I don't know what turned people before where they're like, oh, I hate this. And right. then they're like, this one, thumbs up. Do you think it's less... Do you think it's more people who are like, I hate this, but I like this? Or it's more people finally giving Yakuza a chance? I think it is fi- people finally giving Yakuza a chance, and I think part of it might have been people being like, well, I would like to play this, but I can't get in at Yakuza right. 4. Which, like, that is true. Yes. I do agree with that sentiment. <laughs> because most series, like Dragon Quest or things like that, you could be like, oh, well, the rest of them don't really matter. Yakuza, they very matter. I could see that. <laughs> Especially, like, I could see if you're playing 6 before you've played 4 and 5, mm-hmm. half the characters that show up, you'd be like, who the is this guy and then they're like talking to him like well we've known each other for years and years and you're like i don't know this guy yeah which i could see that being very jarring yes Um, where like i did jump in at at zero yeah so like for me i I did hear people say like oh you should play them all and then play zero it's like okay let i can't do that you could well i could have but i'd have to buy a playstation one a playstation two no just playstation three man oh playstation well, you would if you wanted to play one and two. I would have to play them all. Well, you couldn't unless you wanted to play their sick English dub, <laughs> which everyone should look up the English dub of Yakuza right. one and two. It is holy shit. Mm-hmm. That's why it didn't take off here. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. And then they brought three over here with cut content and in Japanese, which is the way I think it is should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you could you'd need a PS two and a PS three, right. and I would have let you borrow both. But no, like starting at zero, and now they've released Kiwami one. Yeah. They recently released Kiwami 2, so, you know, I've, I'm working on 2, and then I'm going to go back to 6, and then whenever they release, you know, 3, 4, and 5, I will get three to that. 3 comes out, it might be out in Japan now, or it is coming out very, very soon. soon, so then, I that one will probably be harder than 4 and 5, because they did cut a lot of content for the right. US version, so they'll have to actually translate that and maybe license some stuff, but 4 and 5, I... I mean, I, I'm not a fucking video game maker, so I can't say, but they shouldn't be that bad. Right. Like, they literally should be able to import the U.S. script. The tough part is probably moving it from PS3 to PS4. Yes, that would, I would assume, be the hard part. But, like, the translation part yes. should exist. 
in its entirety. Right. So it, sh- it should be fine for those two, at least. Um, and three for the most part. I mean, I right. guess I, I have no idea how you import those files into a thing, but four and yeah. five would be exactly the same. Right. Uh, yeah, I, which it's hard for me to recommend Yakuza now, even though a lot of people f- started liking it. Right. Because it is like, it can get very slow and drawn out because it is like a drama. It is. More than like an action thing. It has those action sequences and sometimes they can be cool. Mm-hmm. Like in Yakuza 5, when Kiryu's fighting a hundred guys and they right. shoot a rocket at him and he dodges it Matrix style. <laughs> That's dope. Stuff like that does happen, I promise. He right. fights a tiger in 2, I think. I haven't hit that. Point. Okay, well I'm pretty sure he fights a tiger in 2, regardless... Crazy shit happens. Right. But also be keeping in mind that there are a lot of parts where it is just two people very passionately talking to each other from yes. long stretches of time. Yes. Where I w- if I were to describe this game, chapter one is cutscene. You beat some guys up. Cutscene. You run over. You beat some guys up. And then it's another cutscene. And then that, like, that's the end of the chapter. Mm-hmm. And then just basically repeat that over and over again. If you're just going to focus on just the story. The the thing is you can break all that up by just doing like random mass mini games. Which, Very random. But there are a lot of them. And yes. some of them are pretty good. Yes. It depends. Which you never liked the cabaret bar. The cabaret thing in Zero did not do it for me, but it is back again. It is now. back again and I've been doing that some, but this I've been bouncing between the two cities again. Mm. So the cabaret bar is in the other city, so I haven't been able to do that the last <laughs> few chapters. I did just unlock the Majima construction, which that What the fuck is that? I don't even know what that is. That's basically a, a rts oh it is okay that is in six there was the gang fights basically yes where you're defending majima's construction with uh, okay before I'm, you were attacking rival gangs now you defend you I defend oh. i'm not i didn't love that one as it's much. not great i'll give you that I, so, it's not a great mini game but i i'm really into the cabaret bar so like whenever i get back over to that other city uh they've they didn't have this in Zero, but they do have it here where it's more expanded out. And there's like a, a circuit where you basically are trying to go through these five different levels type of thing. I've I completed the first two, and now I have three, four, and five to do. Okay. So, I don't know. I just like the, the mindless grind of leveling up the girls. <laughs> They're, yeah... So, like, that was the big issue with 3 was, like, that's, like, a a cabaret club is a hostess bar. Yes. And you can date the girls in all of them. You can, like, go on dates with them and, like, you flirt with them up close and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, that was the thing that they removed in 3. Like, you couldn't date them in the hostess club. Okay. And, like, that was a controversy, like, well, why this is part of the game. And then now they very clearly don't care because you could just watch softcore porn in uh, Yakuza 0. So and that's not even, like, where it's animated. That is just... That's just actual softcore porn. Yeah. You could probably buy in Japan. I, it, I don't know. It, it was a lot of people, it was, of girls, playing with balloons in a bubble bath. The one I saw, and that was because I wanted to get that trophy. Yeah. It, it was a girl on her knees, and you're like, what's going on here? And then she just starts 
looking up at the camera and starts blowing up a balloon. Yeah, and that's <laughs> someone's fetish, not mine. <sighs> so I don't know. It there was... are, but yeah, all the ones that I had seen, like I watched a Let's Play, and they were like watching some of them, and just to be like, what the fuck is this? And there, yeah, a lot of them have balloons, and they're right. like in a bubble bath. It's very suggestive. It's so fucking strange. And we yes. don't live in Japan, so maybe that's our very much their thing. Yeah, I know Japan, they, they're they a... It's a different culture. Yeah, for sure. It's I, a very different culture. So, like, there is stuff like that. And it, I is that a minigame in Kiwami 2 that you have come into? Is that you make, like, you can, like, film porn videos? Or, like, that is what is suggested? I haven't got that. Okay, far. it is either in this or it is a mini game in six that I did not find. Okay, but I swear that there was like a thing where like Kiryu is the director and he is making what is essentially porn videos. I did get into a situation where I was a model. Okay, and then I had to do different poses. Okay, it is not that I I was led to believe in the article that I read that is a full blown mini game okay. thing. But yeah. that also I might just be making that up but i i don't know i that was that did get a little weird the the modeling i a lot of the side stories get really weird yes so that is where yakuza is also really weird is because it is so self-serious to the point where sometimes it's hilarious right in the plot like it is very much as we've said a billion times it's a drama but then you go to the side stories and that shit is like next level comedy yes like sometimes to the point where it's like i don't even get this because I just, some Japanese humor, like, flies way over my head. Right. And I, some of it I don't think is that funny. Like, when there's comic relief and, like, anime and stuff, I usually don't find it to be very funny. Mm-hmm. But, like, very different culture. Yes. But that is, those side stories, some of them are just like, what the fuck? Or they're, like, most of them are meant to just be, like, jokey, fun times. Yes. Not at all, like, very serious, like, the main plot. Which I guess is a good juxtaposition if you're like, wow, yeah, I... I am tired of these serious Japanese men. Yes. Let's get some... Because some of the stories, antics. they do get kind of serious, like and 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 get get a little heavy sometimes. Yeah. So it is nice to kind of you know get that break, like with the modeling, as I said before. I mean, like one of them was like, you need to be powerful, pose powerfully, and then you get to pick like different options. It was either flexing or be like a lion. So I picked the lion, and he just like gets down on his hands and knees. <laughs> And the guy's just like, yeah, that's that's not really what I'm going for here. That is a fetish, but not really what I'm Holy going for shit. here. <laughs> so, like, one of the things that I always think of when I think of Yakuza that is, like, a perfect blend of both it being serious and funny is, like, normally the heat actions are, like, over the top. Yes. And, like, he'll beat the shit out of someone. There is the phone club minigame. In Zero. In Zero. And when he picks up the phone, it is, like, just, like, this fucking insane animation of him doing it like with this fucking flourish and you're just like it is so funny the first time i saw it i was like what the fuck like why why is there so much effort put into this why is he so serious why and it's like a fucking pink phone and there's like sparkles everywhere it's like what what is going on and then you and then the mini game is just like you're trying to flirt with them and then like meet meet up up with them on a date and then yeah then you have to like pick them out of a lineup literally it's 
the mini games are weird, yes. but like if you want to play darts or mahjong or like a variety of card games, like that stuff is all there too. So if you want to get way into gambling, if you want to play baseball, some of them have ping pong. Like it just and they also throw in a lot of older Sega like arcade games. Yeah, like in from six, you can literally just play Virtua Fighter Five. Right. Um, you can play like oh, what the fuck is it called? Oh, the one where you're in the car. Oh. Outrun. Ooh. And like some of Galaga. Just like a bunch of weird yeah. old Sega games or arcade games in general. And it's all from whatever era the game is in. And like there, there are just so many dumb things that right. you can do. Like if you're a completionist, Yakuza is like a nightmare. Because there's oh, yeah. so much you can possibly do. It, it is cool that it has all that. Yeah. I still... It just is... It's, it's a strange package that like is oddly charming and I really like Yes. So, like, if you think that you want to give Yakuza a shot, now I don't even know what one I would recommend zero. to start with. You think Zero? Why? Well, you gotta start it. Might as well. Zero is, if you don't know, Zero is time-wide, like, chronologically. Yeah, at first. It's the first one. But then, Kiwami is such a downgrade in comparison to that. Yeah, but... I mean, what do you suggest? Do Kiwami, do Kiwami 2? <laughs> and then 0. And then wait until 3 comes out, and then you're going to go way back to no, 0? No, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know where I would recommend you play 0 in this I think, timeline. I think you just play 0. If you're into it, and then you, you play 0. If you play 0 and you really like it, just check your actual hype level. Right. Because, like, if you're not, like, I really like Yakuza, I think Kiwami's gonna kill it for you. If you're not into the story, then I wouldn't bother. No, and Kiwami's also very short, so, I mean... It is. You could do it pretty quick. Because, yeah, that was, like, an early PS2 game. But... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess Zero would make the most yes. sense and is the one that most people would probably like. Dig, for the love of Christ, don't start with Six. <laughs> or Three. Or Three. You can't... <laughs> like, starting with Six is, like, literally, like, if you were playing Metal Gear Solid... Right. And you started with Four. Mm-hmm. And it'd just be, like, anime craziness that was, like, what? Who was anyone? What is right. anything? Why is there a vampire? Nano machines? Yeah, it'd be crazy. Now, with me playing zero, one, two, moving to six, it won't be too bad, or will it be pretty rough? It might be pretty rough. Okay. I think that you will get a majority of it because you will know who Haruka is, which is the central, central thing. Also, you'll know the ending of five because the ending of five is literally they reshow it in the beginning of that game. So, okay. spoilers for five, I guess, if you're going to play six. Uh,. You will get more out of it than people who have played right. none of them. Would you recommend I look up on YouTube and just kind of like a breakdown of the entire Yakuza I series? I guess, because there, there was less of like references to other stuff than I thought. Like, you would be confused as to who some of the characters are. Right. Like, Akiyama, you play as for multiple games. You wouldn't know who he is. And then, like, Saijima, you would have, like, some clue because of what happened to Majima and Zero and stuff like that. So he only shows up for like 30 seconds. But oh. then like Daigo, which he should be into. He is. Okay, so then yes, you would have a majority of what you need to know. Okay. Yeah, because you just meet Daigo in this one. Yes. In two, so. Because he is the son of... Yes. Kaz- Dojima. Yes. From the from Zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a side quest where you hang out with like child Daigo... In zero in the batting cages, 
Okay. And he, like, thinks he's, like, a tough guy, and he can boss Kiryu around because he's the boss's son. Mm. But then there, it's it's really cool, actually, if you, if you knew who Daigo was before yeah, that. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. But, yeah, there, there's all kinds of weird side stories, and it's just a very Japanese thing. So, like, if you're also right. interested in, like, a look into Japanese culture, like, it is cool for that, too. Yes. And, and for me, personally, there's always that one thing that I really kind of get hooked side thing-wise. So, like, the first one it was the cabaret bar. The second one it was this, doing the circuits, oh, the, yeah. the, the car circuits. The, yeah. Or, Which I literally didn't even do that one, period. Oh, okay. I don't think I even started that side quest. Yeah, and I I did it all so yeah. to the point where like I got that trophy or whatever to <laughs> the completion. But yes, yeah. And then this one, I'm just gonna get back into the cabaret bar because I just like that. I don't know why. Yeah, and you make a lot of money. Uh, yeah, I, doing it. Yes. So yeah, yeah. I I like Yakuza a lot. I hope that they continue to find success. Find success. Yeah, I because like. Kiryu's story is over. Yes, yes. So I'm glad about that because I feel like there are only so many times you can contrive a way for him to not be in the Yakuza and then fall back into the Yakuza. Yes, because at the end of one, he he's not in the Yakuza anymore. He wasn't for... He wasn't, in extreme air quotes, for most of Zero. Yes, because he left and then his best friend tried to kill him. Oh dear God! <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Sorry if when I you, just spoiled when, that. When you when you say the plot out loud, sometimes it sounds <laughs> fucking crazy. It's... There are okay, so there are parts of four and five where people being shot with rubber bullets and people thinking they're dead is like a huge deal. <laughs> Huge plot point. There were like 30 twists where they're like, he's dead. Oh shit, it was a rubber bullet. He's still alive. And you're like, what the fuck? Like that is the most soap opera ass thing I could possibly think of. And they did it, they do it multiple times. See, they, I try to remember. There are also so many scenarios where they're like, oh, this person's dead. And they're just, they're not at all. And they come back at the most opportune moment. Shit is wild. Buck wild. I can't remember any amnesia. I believe there is some. There's got to be some. Yeah, I can't think of it offhand, but that there it, has to. It, be. Yeah, like, there, there cannot. Yeah, there's no way that there can't there be isn't. a Japanese story without amnesia, can there? <laughs> there can be. I but this I I can't think of a specific example. Yeah, probably in a side story, hundred percent. Oh, someone has amnesia, but <sighs> yeah, I like Yakuza, and I think that people should check it out if they're yes. interested. If you've been afraid to try it out. Now is actually a good time. Oh, absolutely. Because Kiwami is pretty... Kiwami. Zero is pretty cheap. Yes. So is Kiwami. But Zero also just came out on PC. Yes, it did. And so that is also... It was cheap there to begin with. So if you... Picking that game up, it is jam-packed with content for like 20 bucks. It's... That's a solid... I would... Even that. if you have no interest in doing any of the others, just playing Zero is a, worth your time. Yeah, I think so as well. Um... Yeah, it was definitely a very good game for last year. Yes. Um, was it in your top ten? Yes, zero oh. was. Okay. Kiwami was not. Which Kiwami? It's just a remake of yes. one. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, it, I think that'll uh, that'll do it for us here. Yeah, that week. was yeah that was you know, just us talking about Yakuza and you know, and I from I don't. I know we we had just talked about this where I probably won't be playing Spider-Man this week. Yeah. 
uh, just because I had to put money into my car unexpectedly. Yeah. But you'll, you know, in two weeks, we'll probably continue to talk about spider-man you'll mm-hmm. probably do dragon quest very much dragon quest i will be wrapping up yakuza 2 and then i might finally get into either god of war or something else god of war 3 oh i, I a, thought you were gonna say you're gonna do new game plus no i i've got a couple games from gamefly that i just haven't oh, okay uh gotten around to nice. so either either God of War or Quantum Break, one of those two, nice. and then I'll eventually get to get to play Spider Man. Spider Man, I'm gonna try to pick that up at midnight. Yes. We'll see how that pans out, and if I can't get it at Walmart, I might just buy it digitally and play Dragon Quest while it downloads, and that'll be sick. Yes, because that comes out in three and a half hours. Yes, it does. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be such a busy weekend, man. Holy God. Yeah, I, I'm. T- I had a pretty busy weekend last weekend because I went to the State Fair, New York State Fair. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then I, we came home, and then I went and bet on the ponies, which was the first time I ever did that. <laughs> awesome. Yes. I did not know that that happened. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. It, it was actually a lot of fun. Was it a Tioga Downs? Yes, Tioga oh, Downs. Sick. I got really into it. Yeah, that's a dangerous <laughs> yeah. game. Uh, well, There is a casino in Dragon Quest. Mm-hmm. I've gotten very addicted before. I I I was betting like two dollars. Well, a race. yeah, not like a huge so, money, but so like I I lost four dollars altogether because we there were four races. I won two of the races. I lost two, so then I just ended up losing four dollars altogether. And then I went into the casino because I don't know if you've ever been there, but they also have slot machines. Yeah, yeah. I put in a dollar into a slot machine, which I just did the penny slots. Worked my way back up to $4, and then I just cashed out. So I lost $4 on the ponies and then just made it back in the, the slot machine. Sick. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a big gambler, Manny. Yeah, you're hitting it big time. <laughs> so with that, I think that'll do it for this week. Yes. Uh, we will see you guys again in two weeks. As always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Uh, Have a wonderful two weeks. Peace out, guys. See you.